Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't showing no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish it All right, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast We are recording live right now On a New Year's Eve, very early morning Talking Packers versus Vikings. The Packers uh, will be playing the Minnesota Vikings coming to town Sunday night, Wags. Uh, on, and it's going to be a cold one. They're expecting it to be under 10 degrees at kickoff as of right now. It's going to be frigid out there Sunday. Aaron Rodgers says the colder, the better. We love the mentality. So let's get right into this football game, Wags. And maybe I think at the top we should talk about uh, the adversity this team is facing, not only injuries, but now with this COVID list that is very, very long. Some question marks right now of who's going to be up, who's going to be down going into Sunday. Yeah, and it's long enough, Dane, that quite honestly, I do not want to go through the whole thing. So uh, let's just suffice it to say, check it out. And things are moving uh guys could still test out or i guess they don't even necessarily have to test out now it's confusing with the rules if they're asymptomatic and um and uh, they're improving and i don't know if it matters if they're vaccinated unvaccinated it's it's crazy these things are changing weekly daily um so just hope that we get a few few of these guys back thankfully you know, not to minimize any of these because you need all of these guys if you can. But we're not, you know, looking at any big name, key position players right now. And let's just hold our breath that nothing happens uh, today and tomorrow that 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 changes for the negative and that these actually change back towards the positive before kickoff. Um, obviously, uh, the number, the sheer number of guys that are on the protocol right now is a problem. Um, you know, especially with the struggles our special teams has had. Um, some of the depth can be an issue. Offensive line, tight end is 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 a, a potential um, position that's going to be hard hit here unless we get a guy or two that can come off uh, this uh, COVID list. So uh, it, it's one of those things that could have an impact on the de- game, Dean. And uh, this is a game we need, uh, not only just for uh, keeping our uh, number one seed hopes alive, but uh, quite honestly, I, I don't want to lose to the Vikings. All all of the playoff ramifications aside, uh, we lost to them once in a game that I thought we should have won. Um, you know, they won the game, whatever. I'm not going to relitigate that, but I do not want to lose to the Vikings twice in one season, in any season. And especially in a season where we've got the NFC North crown uh, all wrapped up and uh, we're just kind of just uh, need to keep our foot on the pedal as we go to the finish line. Yep. I hear that, man. Uh, I hate the Minnesota Vikings with every fiber of my being. So it'd be really nice to see us take care of business. Again, we're Lombardi's Legends podcast. We're live. We got some viewers streaming in here on this early New Year's Eve morning. Feel free to ask questions, throw your predictions in the comments. Um, Wags. So um, matchups. Let's let's talk right away. I want to talk about this Packers running game against this Minnesota Vikings defense. Uh, it's something that I think is going to be something we should be paying attention to. The first matchup, Aaron Jones was unable to go. A.J. Dillon played well. However, I think this week the Vikings are coming off a performance where Sony Michelle for the Rams just tore them apart for 130-plus yards rushing. Music to my ears on a game that is supposed to be this cold. I know the Packers are dealing with offensive line woes. I don't care. Um, I like the guys we have right now up front, pushing piles, creating lanes for our running game. So is that a key matchup to, to you? Because I look at Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, cold weather game at Lambeau, as a real key to controlling the, the, the line of scrimmage, controlling the clock, controlling possession, and ultimately doing what we need to do, which is win a football game. I couldn't agree more, especially in a cold weather game. I felt in the first game, the pace of the game may have favored the Vikings a little bit. Packers can play a fast, high-scoring game, but uh, to me, uh, this Vikings offense, that's kind of what they want to do is is be moving up and down the field. And um, 
I, I, you know, I, I still like our chances in that type of game, but I couldn't agree more. Let's control the clock. Let's pound the football. Uh, let's uh, lean into what uh, the uh, weather uh, should be. Let's keep Kirk Cousins freezing on the sideline, and uh, let's just go to work. I, I think last week was a game. I, I we were a little bit frustrated, especially in the second half, uh, with our inability to keep moving the chains and, and perhaps running the football um, at the same time, we have to have that balance, right? Dane, because uh, Aaron Rodgers, you can't take the ball out of his hands. We've got to, uh, you know, keep, keep, uh, you know, moving vertically. And I think getting MVS back this week will help with that as well. Um, the timing of that vertical pass game has been getting sharper and sharper. Uh, first half, even without MVS last week, uh, we saw Aaron just a, a, some beautiful throws uh, along the sideline uh, to uh, uh, open up, I think, some things. Uh, so uh, this is uh, certainly a uh, Vikings defense that, while they invested and made some improvements uh, to um, some veteran players on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think it's really paid off too well for them. Um, they're not all that great against the run. They're not all that great against the pass either. Um, the strength of their defense to me is still the middle of their defense at the inside linebacker position. Um, but um, that even can get exposed if, if as you said, uh, we can mix in and, and really – uh, work the football on the ground game. Uh, I think that's going to help open a lot of things up like, against this Vikings defense. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Wags. Um, I, and, you know, I, I look at, at this team and uh, I just see opportunities across the board. I really do. Uh, the, the mismatches of this Minnesota Vikings defense versus this Packers offense. Um, Yash Nyman going to have to get back out there again. I, it, you know, with injuries, it's looking like Bach, you know, isn't going to be going yet again this week. We're going to need to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. Um, but something that I've been circling and really it's because of last game, MVS had an explosion last game against the Minnesota Vikings. And that's another thing that I want to look at. I know it's going to be cold. All eyes are going to be on MVS. He's played so much better this year, Wags. Catching the ball looks more fluid. It's a hell of a lot harder catching that rock when the when the ball's frozen. Uh, let's just be real. That's and that's going to be the case here on Sunday evening. Um, however, I think that I'm circling Rhodes, um, uh, or excuse me, Woods. Xavier is Xavier Woods, the the DB for the Vikings. Uh, it's a guy that MBS was able to torch a number of times last week. Uh, or excuse me, last matchup. And that's another matchup I want to see. If we're running the rock early in this game, uh, it's going to open up the pass. And I think that MBS could be the big benefactor here this week. Of course, Devontae Adams is going to do Devontae Adams things. He beats everybody, it seems like, at least once or twice in the game. But I really want to watch MBS, um, you know, put on a show on national TV on Sunday night because I think he has the ability to do so. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he had 123 yards against the Vikings last time. Um, but Aaron Jones, going back to the running game, I think could make another uh, impact. I, I predicted he'd have a breakout game last week. Didn't quite happen. He had he did fine. Um, Would have liked to see uh, again. We can relitigate this to death a little bit more in the run game, particularly in the second half. Um, but I think they're going to have both those guys just ready to to roll ready to rumble uh on sunday night so i'm excited to see that i I think this could be another big Devontae adams game it's going to be interesting to see are they going to use the run to set up the pass is it going to be you know the other way around um with perhaps some of these guys maybe it's a good time to talk about it mercedes lewis tyler davis perhaps not being able to go um, on the COVID list, um, our, our, our depth at the tight end position and don't, even if they're not catching a, a lot of passes in a given game, that could have an impact on some of the personnel groupings that we're putting out there. So maybe we go uh, more three and four wide wide receiver, um, just go one back and it's, it's, that could be more, um, what we see in terms of by necessity or perhaps even by by design um, uh, in this game. So that could open things some things up 
both in the run and the pass game. So it'd be interesting to see how the Packers want to attack the Vikings defensively. The offense in the first matchup definitely was not the problem. We put up 31 points. We moved the football pretty much at will. Um, and uh, to me, I think having Aaron Jones back in this miss and this this week times matchup is a real mm-hmm. advantage for the Packers because um, anytime you're a team and you're going against someone for the second time, it can be a little bit difficult. But Aaron Jones is the type of player that it's helpful to see him once. And if you didn't see him in the first matchup, uh, sometimes he, his ability is, is something that you can't necessarily always prepare for. Um, and so get him in the open field. And and I like his chances to be able to have a couple of impact plays this week, Dane. So, um, you know, I know we're kind of covering a lot of bases here, but uh, let me just swing back to you then, since we talked a lot about this uh, run game. Um, what type of week do you think we can get uh, from an MVS or an Alan Lazard? Because um, Devontae, I think, is going to do his thing. But that second half last week showed us that we do need these other guys to be stepping up consistently. Uh, and they've done that at uh, most, of, a lot of times this season. But um, when that goes away, that can make things pretty tough for this offense, doesn't it? It, it sure does, right? You need to have secondary weapons or weapons. And Devontae Adams and, you know, and company, um, it, it'd be nice to see somebody else consistently be able to do that. I do think MBS is the guy this week, Wags, personally. And it's good news. You know, we're, we're seeing um, Randall Cobbs coming off the IR. I can't imagine he plays this week, but he is coming back as well. Um, it, it'd be nice to see a little bit more consistency from Alan Lazard on a week-to-week basis in the passing game. But I, but I do think it's it's really MBS's chance to shine, uh, especially, Wags, as we get into this final stretch run. I feel like the great teams, the teams that that go deep in the playoffs, the teams that win, have a guy step up in, in key moments. And, and I think that this can really be MBS's chance to shine. I think this team's looking at him. He's a free agent after this season. Everybody's watching to see, you know, watching the progression uh, occur for him. And teams are showing ways. I think they're showing their hands that they're going to try to do everything they can to take Devontae Adams out of the game going forward. And they're going to dare the Packers to beat them with the other guys on this offense. Um, So if the run game can get going, obviously that's a complete game changer for these wide receivers. It's going to open things up. But if the run game has some struggles, or even if it's going well, you need to have other guys catching the ball, completing plays, making those explosive quick twitch plays that we need. And Wags, I'm circling MVS, not only this week, but as we go into the playoffs, I want to see him take his game to that next level because we think that he can, right? That's why he has the ability. He's exceedingly athletic. He's coming to his own. His body controls better. His route running's better. I want to see MBS beat the guy when there's one-on-ones across from him and and allow Aaron Rodgers that extra weapon to be able to find. And, And Aaron's been seeing the field so well, very well could be ending up with his fourth MVP at the end of this whole thing. But the way that Aaron Rodgers is seeing the field right now, um, I just want to see some of these other guys take that next level because we're going for a Super Bowl championship right now. And I look at it and I think MVS really is my guy, Wags. And I'm curious if there's anybody, um, if you agree with me, it's MVS, if it's a sum of all of its parts. But I want to see one guy step up. And I think it's MVS. I think he's that guy. Um, the way he's been playing, you, you'd love to see that. And mm-hmm. he's playing with more consistency than he has in past seasons, for sure. But I I couldn't agree with you more. He still has that next level to hit. And if he's able to do that in this stretch run, look out. Because okay. That's right. uh, he's becoming more multifaceted in his ability to have an impact on the game it's not just run long mvs and hold your breath and and see if he can catch the ball um it's you know underneath it's in the red zone he's he's really becoming um a guy that you can potentially rely on as a true number two something that this uh, packer fans and i think everyone following the packers has been going after for a number of years um so it's beautiful to see so hopefully it continues i'm not quite there yet with him he's close but you can see he's right on the brink of it so um, I'm hoping that it happens here 
uh, before the end of this season, because that's the type of thing that could propel this team from, you know, maybe has a chance to take some all the way home. So uh, it is, it would be exciting development. And I think it starts this week for sure. Um, Dane, looking at the tight ends, that's where, that's a group where I'm kind of some of all parts. Mm -hmm. Um, We're a little bit, you know, dinged in terms of numbers this week. So I'd like to ask you, um, how do we manage that this week? If we are short a couple of guys in the tight end group and um, how, because it does alter the game plan. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But how do you think the Packers will approach that and, and try to, you know, manage that while also, you know, not throwing out what, what we want to do completely. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it, 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 it might hurt this, this offense as much as any offense in the league when you're down a couple of your tight ends. Um, we love to use, and we've been watching it the, these, um, these last couple of weeks, Wags. Um, we've watched them cycle in different guys throughout the offense, right? We would see two tight end sets and then they go to one tight end set and then, oh, you know, here comes Tyler Davis running back out there. And then DeGuara's in the backfield. The Packers are doing a lot with their tight ends these last few weeks. So to be down two of them with Mercedes Lewis and Tyler Davis potentially, and let's not forget Robert Tunyon, <laughs> he's done for the year. So now we're done. Really, we're down um, grand scheme of thing, three tight ends right now. Um, Dominic Daphne looks like he's going to go. He was a limited participant in practice. He's tough as nails. I think they're going to find a way to get him out there. Um, I think there's a real chance it's Dominic Daphne and DeGuara getting a ton of snaps. Um, now that's going to be the question. Do they play in line? I think DeGuara and Daph both have an ability to play kind of that in line tight end. DeGuara probably more. Um, is kind of that traditional tight end role. I think Daft can be a little bit more of that H-back, uh, fullback role. But I think you're spot on. Um, the Packers might be spreading these Vikings out a little bit. Uh, would you be totally shocked to see Aaron Rodgers in a shotgun formation with either A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones in the backfield with him? We've got four wide receivers out there or maybe three wide receivers and a tight end, and then the Packers are running out of that formation. We've seen it in the past this year, and I think that there's a real chance that that's kind of the running formation we see. We're not getting tight with our two tight end sets as much this week. I think we're going to spread them out a little bit more and then find our running lanes through the shotgun formation. In some ways, the Packers could use this to their advantage because for a season-long or multiple-game situation, it's not ideal to be down, guys. And it's still not ideal for one game either. However, from a scheme standpoint, that maybe enables them by necessity to add a few wrinkles into certain personnel groups that they can roll out there. And it could be something that we can show and, and not everything's going to work, but um, it's, it could be some things that we haven't shown uh, to any other defenses so far this year. Um, Certainly there's, I don't think we're going to see any brand new personnel groupings, uh, but there could be some different plays or some different looks that they could uh, throw out there this Sunday against the Vikings. And, you know, uh, coming off of a game where we struggled offensively in the second half, I think a little bit of creativity and a few new wrinkles out of necessity uh, could be a shot in the arm, uh, both for the guys that are out on the field as well as uh, for the coaching staff to, to give a few different looks. So um, I, I think rather than dwell on uh, what we're going to be missing potentially if, if Mercedes Lewis and, and Tyler Davis are unable to go on Sunday, uh, let's look at the class half full side and think about what coach LaFleur and, and coach Hackett and this offensive coaching staff uh, and the, the, uh, this offensive, um, you know, uh, grouping as a whole can draw up and uh, get out there. And uh, I think it could be, some some things that could help with this offense as well. So, wait, wait um, do you mind if I jump in on that point? Because I, I think that um, the the makeup of this team, and I don't know if this is this might be part of the Aaron Rodgers personality of the team a little bit here. Um, I see this as a challenge for them, like a, and an opportunity, and I think that. The, Maybe there's a little bit of motivating factor there of Aaron Rodgers um, going, you know what? Yeah, here's another challenge. Maybe we are going to throw in some of these new wrinkles. We're going to do some stuff that we're a little out of our comfort zone in doing. 
I, I just wouldn't be surprised if Matt LaFleur presents it that way to Aaron. And these two are kind of like, they find that extra piece of motivation. These guys seem to be the types of guys that are, hey, our backs are against the wall. Let's deal with this adversity. Let's prove everybody wrong. Let's go win a football game a new way and just show we're better than everybody. I don't know. There's some kind of attitude with this particular Packer team uh, that I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with that kind of swagger and, and beat their division rival at home at Lambeau that way. So I think you're spot on in that assessment. And I just see Aaron Rodgers kind of taking this with a bit of a chip on a shoulder mentality where he's like, yeah, we're going to do it this way now and we're still going to beat you. Yeah, Dane, uh, one question I wanted to also ask you as well is I mentioned earlier that I felt like their second level with uh, Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr mm-hmm. are probably the strength of the defense for the Vikings at this point. Um, we saw we saw uh, Harrison Smith uh, was um, on the injury report, but it's full participant in practice yesterday. So we expect him to go. Um, another guy that we talked a little bit about before last time's matchup. Um, but when you look at those two, three guys in particular, um, what are some of the things that the Packers can do to try to neutralize them and, and maybe win that chess match? Because there's there's no secrets between no. those three and and really anyone on the Packers offense at this point. I think it'll be important for the offensive line in the run game to get to the second level. Um, so really it's going to be beating their man off the line. Um, you know, we're going to see, I think we've, we've seen better and better football out of our interior offensive line. Something we've talked ad nauseum about with, uh, with Royce Newman and John Runyon and, and Lucas Patrick here. Uh, that kind of core interior. Um, I think they're going to have to win those battles up front against the defensive lineman in front of them. We're going to see these guys scrape off, try to get to the second level to wash out. Um, linebackers kind of getting hats on bodies the, as best possible. I, I want to see them be able to do that. It starts up front doing that. But Wags, I also think mismatches um, in, in the passing game could be a huge key, especially with the tight ends out right now. You know, and I look at somebody like an Eric Hendricks, um, can he keep up with Aaron Jones in the flat? I don't know. Let's find out. I'd like to see that. Um, you know, if they're running downhill, they being the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, they're coming full steam ahead. Some of those misdirection kind of screen plays could be something that could be really helpful. But I would really like to see Rodgers utilize, and this offense utilize the short passing game a little bit more. I think that would actually help with the fast starts as well. Um, but I think that we have better athletes in the running back position group than they do at the linebacker group. Don't get me wrong. They've got a fantastic set of linebackers right now. But I'd like to see A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones um, worked into the passing game a little bit more this week and and really try to expose the Minnesota Vikings linebackers in the pass game. Uh, You know, get some of those one-on-one matchups, see if they can beat them. Heck, even get the ball in Aaron Jones or, or, or Dillon's hands and make a miss. They're good players, but it's really hard to get these guys in open space uh, and bring down Aaron Jones in open space. Aaron Jones is so good at falling forward. Aaron Jones is so elusive. So, Wags, I'd really like to see the Packers work on this short passing game. You're right. The more we spread them out as well, the more DBs the Vikings are going to have to bring onto the field. I like those kinds of mismatches. Um, So I think there's a little bit of here, a little bit of there. But I like Aaron Jones in space against these linebackers, but we're going to have to manufacture ways to do that. Yeah, and it, that's that's the thing. If we can, and this Vikings defensive line has just been pretty decimated by injuries. This is not the the group that um, we're used to going against. And this this is an opportunity, I think, for um, a young offensive line that's really started to gel very well, despite all the injuries we've had um, to to win some battles. And I really look at uh, Lucas Patrick and uh, Royce Newman and John Runyon. We've been talking about them quite a bit the last few weeks and the performance that they've had. Um, You know, there's still room for growth, certainly, but uh, they've really been uh, developing and playing some, 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 fine football overall. Yes. So uh, this is a big opportunity for them to, again, we talked about MBS taking a next step. If this, this, the interior particularly, but this whole offensive line is able to gel and, and play together 
this week, um, we could we could really see um, some some big time opportunities as as a defense. The Vikings have been getting worse and worse against the run. So we talk about our defense against the run. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we in some ways the Vikings are just as bad, if not worse, when you look at uh, the results over the course of you know, the last four to six weeks. So um, Wags, it's AJ Dillon time. Baby. It's it cold outside. Let's go get it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's in front of us. Let's go run them over. Really. For sure. So Dane, I think um, that pretty much wraps up our offensive discussion. So why don't we take a moment to take a break and talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And um, always appreciate you, Dane, and maybe I should say I should appreciate your wife, Andrea, uh, providing us with updates on her daily fantasy lineup on DraftKings. So, Dane, what does she have cooking for us Man, this week? I, so, DraftKings is awesome. DraftKings Sportsbook is doing it. Um, I, I think that they're doing a great job. We love them having them as a sponsor. They've got this app. It's so darn easy to use, right? And I think that that's what's so appealing. My wife, Andrea, had never use the DraftKings Sportsbook until this promo, until we partnered with DraftKings. She learned about it. Um, my grandpa is using it. I've got, you know, it's becoming a family thing here, Wags, the, the DraftKings Sportsbook. But, um, you know, she put money down. She used that promo code TPPN. Again, promo code TPPN. And uh, she put a dollar bet down. You know, she got a hundred bucks back in bets. And she's been doing a, a, a lot of Packer picks this year, which I appreciate. Um, some weeks better than others, I think. She's up, she's down, but she's been up on the year. She's having a lot of fun tinkering with her lineups, picking some Green Bay Packers. And this week, I'm going to be pushing hard wags for her to select either Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon because I think that they're going to have a big week at Lambeau Field. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Dane. Um, so, folks, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, that's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, Dane, kind of transitioning then over the defensive side of the ball, um, I think uh, this is where we want to shore some things up from our first matchup. Um, Vikings are down. Adam Thielen is on the IR, so he is certainly a key. He's been a thorn in Packers' side. He's a great Uh, receiver. Yeah, yeah, very good receiver. Uh, But even with that said, they're going to have their hands full. I think uh, with um, key positional players uh, from Justin Jefferson to Dalvin cook. Um, but uh, this week, Dane, I think we got to start with the run run defense and um, thinking about Dalvin cook. Cause he's, he's gashed us as well. Even in times when uh, defense has been coming off better performances than they did last week. So this has got to be our number one concern. Um, so Dane, I'll let you lead it off. Uh, what do we do to try to shore things up? and uh, keep it at least respectable uh, in the run defense this week. Yeah, you know, what's so frustrating is I feel like this wasn't an issue for for <laughs> part of the year. I feel like the, the Packers uh, were, were stopping the run at a pretty good clip, and we, we've seen, I think, in the last four or five weeks um, some, some real concern, I, I think, and it kind of deja vu all over again, if you will. Um, it starts with our defensive linemen up front. I think, and, 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 you know, Kenny Clark has been phenomenal for the Packers. I think that Dean Lowry has, has struggled with, uh, especially more recently uh, against the run as is Tyler Lancaster just have, haven't been quite as impactful and as effective as we hoped that they would be. Um, and Wags, I've been saying it this year. I'm going to say it again. Um, and I like those guys. There's a place for them. Uh, we, we need these guys to, to be on the field and playing good ball for us. But I'd like to see the snap counts go down slightly for them. I'd like to mix some other guys in there um, to help stop the run. Um, TJ Slayton is the first guy I'm going to circle. And I, I'm going to be banging that drum every week until TJ Slayton's getting more snaps because I think that he's played really, really well when, when he's had a chance to play. And I'll tell you what, um, yesterday we tweeted, um, you know, one of the keys potentially to, to a long stretch run 
will be, um, you know, the, the two young guys, TJ Slayton and Jack Heflin, getting some snaps here down the stretch. I just saw TJ Slayton retweeted us. So I know TJ is geared up for, for Lambeau Field on Sunday on that. But um, it's not a slight against any of the other guys that are on the field. I think what it is, is I want to see some more fresh bodies out there against the run. Um, last week, Kenny Clark played so many snaps, legs, so many snaps. And I just don't think they that's sustainable. It's almost unheard of for a defensive lineman to play just about every snap up front uh, in a series short of like maybe one or two guys in the league. Um, but I just think for the stretch run, especially against a Delvin Cook style offense like the Minnesota Vikings present, it's going to start up front. It's going to we're going to need to be a little bit um, you know, more disruptive there. And I think that cycling some of these younger guys in uh, down the stretch run would be really, really helpful. Um, and that's not the only thing. I think setting the edge is another problem that we've had recently. We've seen the the, the Packers outside linebackers um, sometimes get kind of um, sucked in, uh, allowing the running backs or the scrambling quarterbacks to kind of bounce outside and kind of gut us for some of these big runs. So it's, it's not just on the D line because I like our defensive linemen. Um, and I, and I like our, our linebackers. I like the guys we have in place. Um, but right now I think that some of our uh, fundamental football has kind of um, gone out the window in certain stretches and it's not every single snap. Um, but when we see a breakdown happen, it seems like the opposing offense has been able to gut us for some big chunk plays. So I think we need to clean it up. The concern here is it's happening at the wrong time of year. If this is week two, Week three, um, I'd be nervous, but I'd say, you know, there's time to, to get this together. But now we're going to be playing great football teams, I think, really for most of the year going forward. And we can't have these letdowns um, come playoff time because it could be a very quick exit for the Packers. Yeah, I hear you, Dane. And I, I agree. And we talked a little bit about maybe um, some of those rotations uh, the positional coaches aren't made available to the media. So defensive line coach, Jerry Montgomery, we haven't heard from him. If that's something he plans to do, I'm sure that's a discussion between him and, and the rest of the defensive uh, staff. Um, but they've got, that's, that's an easy first adjustment. I think the harder part is firming up the execution. Um, coach LaFleur did, mentioned this week that he felt like we need to get back to the basics of playing as 11 and not playing as one is is kind of kind of paraphrasing so it's great these guys it, it was it's not been an effort thing that we've been questioning at all but sometimes if you're going too hard and you're trying to make an impact play every time you're going to be out of position and that can really put a lot of stress on the defense. You're asking other guys on the defense to cover ground where they shouldn't have to. And in the NFL, um, it can be very minuscule. It really doesn't take much uh, for those things to get exposed. Um, one guy that I think was really struggling with that is on the COVID list, um, Tipa Nalei. Um, again, ton of effort was was really getting washed out and he's someone that if he gets cleared before Sunday to play it would help because um <laughs> we're down to three guys in the outside linebacker group on the active roster and I think we're going to call someone up here mm -hmm. uh before the game uh, however um you know he's also someone a young player um was able to get to the quarterback in the first game he played and in, I, I do wonder, I was a little bit like I was excited, but uh, I hope this doesn't, you, you know, make him just going for the sack every time. Mm -hmm. And I think he needs to be someone that really understands what he's capable of and playing within himself. And I, I don't want to single just Tipa out because this is whole defense. Um, but that is what we've seen. Jonathan Garvin, uh, when he gets his reps out there, uh, and even Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, we're talking about setting the edge. Uh, those two guys um, can probably get away with a little bit more than a Tipa or a Jonathan Garvin can. Uh, but they need to, you know, still stay within their assignments as well and not get impatient um, and, and really plug those holes. Um, it, the same can be said of the defensive line. That's going to allow Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes to come up and attack the hole and not have to cover one and a half or two holes. Because um, mm. a guy like, obviously, Nick Chubb, we saw he's going he's gonna to exploit that. Dalvin Cook can do the same thing. 
And this is not a week where we want um, our linebackers and our DBs coming from um, the third level to have to try to stop Dalvin Cook with a full head of steam if he is getting free and has a crease uh, and is able to just turn on the afterburners because he's not someone you're going to run down. So um, it's going to be incumbent in a a way. um, I'm cautiously optimistic that because this was not a problem earlier in the first half of the season, that this can be coached and addressed. And hopefully um, we caught this at the right time and we can get these guys back to playing the um, their assignments and playing together as a group. Because um, if we're able to do that this week, I, I, I really like um, this defense to have a bounce back type game. Um, the Vikings still have guys that they can exploit. Uh, we haven't even talked about Justin Jefferson yet, but uh, it does start up front because if we can't slow Dalvin Cook down, this is going to be another long game. Wags, um, what do you make? So, you, you know, you talk about Tipa, um, you know, some, some of the guys down. So the Packers, uh, you know, you can protect guys on your practice squad every week. The Packers have done it with J.J. Molson, the kicker, every single week. Um, but um, some, some weeks it's telling, I think, who gets protected because you have kind of an inclination of who might be up then on Sunday, especially with this laundry list, COVID list that we're seeing right now on the Packers. So this week, two guys that were protected, Peter Klumbay, who's the guy who we just brought in uh, a couple weeks ago, known more as a special teams guy, um, but also Ray Wilborn, uh, who's an outside linebacker, inside linebacker, showed pretty well, I thought, in the preseason. Um, with Tipa out, could there also be opportunity for new guys? Are the Packers throwing new guys out there uh, that have been on the practice squad to see if anybody else can stick? Or do you think that they're more primarily special teams this week? Should they be activated? Well, we're going to need special teams. So I think it's more special teams, Dane, because um, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We've got some key guys. Uh, most of the COVID list is is special teams, if you if, you, if we're really Warren being honest. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I would say that, but, you know, that's the position they play as well. So if you need them for some, some snaps, perhaps that's something that you're going to do. But uh, to be honest with you, I think they're – we weren't seeing a ton of snaps for, for Tipa and Jonathan Garvin, but they were, you know, in the 15 to 20 snaps the last couple of weeks. So that's not nothing. So um, will they need one of those guys for some snaps? Is it one or both? How are they going to manage that? We'll have to wait and see. But um, uh, typically we've had four guys at outside linebackers. So, right. um, you know, one or, one or both could get some opportunity on the defensive side as well. Um, Dane, looking then, um, at the pass game for the Vikings. I don't want to talk about Justin Jefferson. <laughs> uh, fine. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins. Can, is, sometimes we get, you know, Kirk that is bad, and sometimes we get Kirk that gets kind of on fire, and I, 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 I hate Kirk Cousins when he's not bad. And we've gotten bad Kirk Cousins at times. And, it, and sometimes it even seems like we get good – I don't mean good for the Packer fans, but good for Kirk Cousins uh, one game and bad Kirk Cousins the other game every year. So while I'm not counting on it, um, with with Justin Jefferson being probably um, a guy that we can, quote unquote, focus on, I, I kind of put him he's not at. I'm not going to say he's Devontae Adams level, but for the Vikings, what he does offensively he's going to kind of just get his, I feel like, mm-hmm. as long as we can limit his opportunities over the top and um, and really prevent him from gashing uh, this defense deep, um, I really feel like we can do some pretty good work against the Vikings in the past game. Uh, I remember last year in the first matchup, the Vikings were able to beat us deep a couple of times. And then second matchup, their offense really couldn't do much of anything. And that was actually in Minnesota last mm-hmm. year. It was uh, the roles were reversed in terms of the home away. Um, but it was um, um, Darnell Savage uh, was able to on tape, get a, a lot of reads off of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings rolled some, some similar looks in that second matchup. And Darnell Savage was able to exploit that bait Kirk Cousins into a couple of interceptions over the top. And he was right where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, um, when you give them extra opportunities in a rematch situation, particularly when we struggled a bit in that first matchup, 
Um, I, I really feel like they have an opportunity to get their hands on the football in this game. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to give us the opportunity. Heck, he did in the first matchup. Right. We just didn't get any of them. We could have had three, four interceptions in that right. game, including the one that should have counted at the end, by the way, that could have mm-hmm. given us the win. Um, but I, again, I'm not going to bellyache about it. It's it's done. Uh, so um, I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how those guys play that matchup game because um, they're not going to be lined up against Justin Jefferson. That's going to be Rasul Douglas. That's going to be Eric Stokes. Right. And so um, Amos and Savage, I think, are real key this week because uh, while Jefferson might win some of those matchups underneath, it's what it's what Amos and Savage do over the top to limit those big plays and uh, perhaps even take advantage and, and give the Packers the ball back. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how those guys um, play the matchups and then what kind of impact they're able to have on Sunday as well. And Wags, on the other end of that then, uh, up front, Christian Derrishaw, their left tackle uh, for the Vikings. And, uh, you know, we may as well throw in Brian O'Neill, the right tackle for the Vikings as well. Um, that's the other piece of this thing, right, is uh, how much time does Kirk Cousins have to throw the ball, to get it up top, um, or are we getting him off his mark? I'll tell you what, Vikings are, you know, they're, they're, they're from the north, they play in a dome. It hurts like hell to get hit when it gets this cold outside. And sometimes, you know, pressures on the quarterback, hits on the quarterback can be just as impactful as a sack. Sometimes they can be even more damning. Um, Preston Smith is having a absolute resurgence after a bit of a down year last year. Can he beat Derrishaw routinely? Uh, there were, I think Derrishaw allowed seven hurries in the first matchup uh, against, against the Packers pass rush. Rashawn Gary's playing at a, at a pro ball, pro ball level. He was named an alternate. Um, can this pass rush get to Kirk Cousins, get him off his mark he is not the most mobile quarterback on the planet. I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn there. Um, can the quarter? Can the Packers get to the quarterback? Can they hit the quarterback? Can they bring him down? Can they get Cousins off his mark, make him scramble, and then make an accurate throw in this cold weather? Um, that's a huge question mark that I want to see. I think this Packers defense is primed to get pressure on Kirk Cousins. Um, the running game, whole different situation. But in the past game, if we can get the Vikings into second and third and long and we can get after and pin our ears back against Kirk Cousins, I think we have the guys to beat the offensive linemen of these Minnesota Vikings. I just do. I think we have better athletes. I think we're more physical up front. Uh, Rashawn Gary in particular, I think, can get after Kirk Cousins, maybe force some turnovers that way as well. And then hopefully Savage, Amos, Stokes, Razul Douglas, Shannon Sullivan, all of our boys on the back end take care of business on that front. But I think Wags, I really do. I think we can get Kirk Cousins off his mark this week. And I think that we can get some pressures and I think we can get some sacks and get home against Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Dane. And and it's you say second and third and long, I think particularly third and long, because um, second down could be a running down for the Vikings a right. lot of times. So it's we true. still have to, um, you know, I, I I hate to get out of position, but I'll, I'll seed second down as a pass rushing down if that means the Packers are able to shore up their run defense this week. I, I know I, I don't want to make it sound like they can't still get pressure, but get your reads and then go. Uh, so I think that's going to be really important. It, it is, it does help. Kirk is not going to be looking to run. I, I mean, he's certainly not someone that's considered a mobile quarterback, as you said, but um, you can't, you also can't give him 15 yards of, of green in front of him because he's an NFL quarterback. He's going to be able to pick up 10 yards and get a first down if you give him all day and that much space. So um, we still need to stay in our lanes. Um, I am curious, the Vikings with feeling down, um, where do they go to? Um, I, you know, they've got some other guys. I you can't really completely discount that, but um, tight end has not been a position group that traditionally uh, is super strong in this Vikings offense. I do wonder though, with the Packers, maybe really focusing on Dalvin cook and this Vikings running game, you've got Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson on the outside. Um, You know, is there some opportunities for the Vikings to uh, perhaps work in uh, some of their tight ends this week in the past game? Uh, Maybe they get a little bit, 
you know, some schematic opportunities where those guys can kind of get loose. So those aren't going to be keys in the game plan uh, for the Packers defense. But how do you think the Packers counter that so that they're not getting those backbreaking 10, 15 yard uh, pass catching plays uh, in some of those uh, down and distance situations where you would really just like to stay on your keys and, and make the Vikings have to throw the ball? Yeah, I mean, again, I think part of it is going to be up front and getting after him. Don't let Kirk Cousins get to a second read. I, th- I mean, Je- Jefferson is clearly going to be the number one read in this offense. The, lo- the longer that Kirk Cousins has back there to throw the football, the longer he's going to be able to find check down guys. And if you give a guy eight seconds in this league or whatever, six seconds, five seconds, they're probably going to get somebody who gets open at some point. Um, so I really think at the point of attack, we're going to have to get after the quarterback. And I also, uh, uh, Osborne, that wide receiver Osborne seems to be emerging a little bit for the Vikings as well. Um, I, it's a little different when you've got Thielen and Osborne now with Os, just Osborne out there. I think the Packers have the, the talent to, to match up well against him, but just another guy I want to circle wags because he seems to be able to get some catches and bunches and he seems to be a bit more of a chain mover for this Vikings as well. Yeah, uh, you mentioned him earlier and not wanting to see Kenny Clark get 60-plus snaps this week. I will say you've done a great job of highlighting his matchup in 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 yes, in, in, uh, in uh, we, we, this this is one of those uh, matchups that for whatever reason Garrett Bradbury was a high draft pick for the Vikings, but Kenny Clark has absolutely owned him uh, in his young career, and I. Yes, I'm not going to take it for granted, but until that changes, um, I expect Kenny Clark to to really be able to blow some things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this could be a big, big week for Kenny. Uh, he's always impactful, but sometimes he's even more impactful. So um, if he's <laughs> able to continue to own that matchup for whatever reason, um, that could be something that could uh, really be disruptive. Uh, for the Packers defense and cause a lot of problems <laughs> for Kirk Cousins because now maybe you're getting um, some tackles for a loss or some sacks on first down uh, if Kenny Clark is is really blowing things up in the middle of that uh, offensive line for the Vikings. Uh, so I'm going to be keeping my eye on that matchup this week as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wags, anything else on the Packers defensive side that you want to key in on uh, before this thing wraps up? No, just when the ball comes into our hands, Packer, defensive backs, let's catch it. So maybe some extra jugs work or uh, get Kirk Benkirk out there and tell him, don't worry about it. Just throw some interceptions to the Packers DBs (laughs) in this cold weather. Let's hold on to that ball. It's going to be slick. We've seen some problems with that all season, uh, but they're going to get some opportunities. Let's take advantage of it this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Dane, I think then we need to spend a little bit of time on special teams, particularly with some of the injuries. Um, Who's going to be returning? Uh, We've got some key guys out on these coverage units. So uh, on a special teams unit, that's been a little bit of a misadventure for most of the season, made some strides last week uh, from what we saw from their performance. Um, I think starting with the return game, you know, Malik Taylor is on the IR. Um, you know, certainly uh, we started the season. Um, it wasn't even Malik Taylor as the kick returner. Um, uh, it, it was, I'm sorry, um, I, I'm blanking out now. I apologize. Um, Kylan Hill was our kick returner to start the season. He's on the IR. Um, and now on the COVID list is uh, is uh, Amari Rogers. Um, so, we don't know for sure if Amari Rogers won't be able to play on Sunday, but we did sign David Moore um, mm-hmm. uh, to our practice squad. Uh, he was on Seattle uh, for a full season, uh, did a little work there. Um, it, it wasn't really playing much at all this year. So we were able to get him um, as maybe an emergency guy. But if Amari Rogers was unable to go, I don't know. Do you think we're going to? you know, call up David Moore as the return guy right off the bat, or mm-hmm. we haven't really had much of a chance to even get him in practice. So um, is it Chandon Sullivan as yeah. our, as our return? I mean, Shannon I don't know about returns, our returner. I think punt he's return. Return. Yeah. I yeah. think Shannon's going to return in punts on, on Sunday. I really do. Um, kick return. That's a whole other ball of wax. Patrick uh, Taylor, uh, I think is, but who else? <laughs> uh, we Usually we've got a couple guys back there. So I'm wondering who you've got circled, Dan. 
I don't. Um, that's, that's I guess, the big question mark. I mean, could Shannon Sullivan pull double duty? He's a guy who seems to be a, 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 um, a bit of a Swiss Army knife for this Packers. I do think that he's going to be the guy fielding uh, punt returns based on the fact that he's already done it this year uh, once. Uh, I would expect him to be the punt returner. Um, but, if, you know, you you look at the, the wide receivers, you look at the running backs, right, that are back there. Um, there's nobody that really sticks out outside of Patrick Taylor. I, I'm guessing Patrick Taylor is the primary um, as the return guy at this point in the kick return. And potentially Shannon Sullivan yet again is the second up guy. I, I don't know. Uh, what else the Packers do in that scenario at this point? Because, like, I just don't see, you know, St. Brown, Alan Lazard, MVS, they're just not going to be the guy that's going to be returning kicks. Razul Douglas should not be returning kicks for this pack. You know what I mean? Like, you start to go down the list, and I think that that's what we're looking at. But there is potential legs. Maybe uh, Patrick Taylor back there for kick returns, and then they call up David Moore uh, for some coverage unit stuff, and he's also the second up guy. I could see a scenario where maybe he's up this week, not as punt returner, but maybe gets mixed in as a kick returner. Yeah, and I have no idea if he has experience with this, but of the guys he named, I feel like as a kick returner, it's probably Alan Lazard. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure-handed guy. um, You feel like he's going to make the right decisions, hopefully. Uh, You know, experience plays a lot into this, but um, of all of them that you named, he's he's the one that stands out to me as, Okay, I think I'd trust him back there, um, if nothing else. So uh, would he, you know, break a a long return? If he did, great. I wouldn't be expecting it. But I think I would trust Alan Lazard back there. But um, obviously, you know, this is a problem that the coaches have had to kind of deal with and sort out all week. So at least it's not something that is happening in game or on game day. And we've had some time to figure things, some things out and have some contingencies. It's going to be interesting to see how they approach this. So Dane, it sounds like you agree. It would be a surprise if David Moore is your primary kick and punt return man already on Sunday. He's more of a, a backup option. Then. But yeah, but I, I, but I do think there's a real good chance he might be up this Sunday though. I and mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I agree. I don't know if he's the guy, especially if punt return. I just don't see that. I don't see them being like, you know, welcome to the club. Uh, by the way, go field the ball in five degree temperatures at Lambeau. Like I don't see that happening, but um, wouldn't be surprised with his kick return experience to at least be out there in the mix. Yeah. And then from a coverage standpoint, um, you know, two of our uh, uh, primary special teams uh, coverage guys uh, in Ty Summers and in um, um, Oren Burks. Burks look like they may be unable to go. So I think the guys that you mentioned that we pr- uh, protected this week, that's why we need them mm-hmm. to, to be out there on the coverage units uh, for special teams. And the good thing is, is is maybe to the less extent with Ray Wilborn, but um, some experience there. So that's, that's helpful. Doesn't guarantee success, but um, I think uh, it was good that Goody, Goody was able to get ahead of things a little bit, a he couple was. of weeks on this because mm-hmm. uh, neither Summers nor Erwin Burks were on the COVID list. Uh, when we made, made that signing with uh, Peter Columbia, I, I can't pronounce his last name. Columbia. We got to figure it out. We'll yeah. Look. We got to figure yeah. that out. But in <laughs> Sorry, any Peter, event, we'll get it right. Yeah. Um, he was signed. There wasn't a apparent immediate need uh, when they signed him other than, Hey, he's got some experience on special team uh, when the special teams unit was really struggling. And I, I wouldn't say we're out of the woods yet, as far as that's concerned, mm-hmm. just because we had a pretty good game uh, coverage wise against the Browns last week. Uh, so, um, um, it'll be interesting to see how they mix and match that. It can be a problem and, and complicated when you're rolling new guys out there every game with these coverage units because we talk about the defense, defensive line and the edge playing their responsibilities. It's really just like that with coverage units. You've got to stay in your lane. You know, you're going get, to get blocked. And if you get blocked out of your lane, it makes it really hard unless you have cohesion and guys are running full speed down the field, but they're also having to keep their head on a swivel and maybe rotate and cover a different gap if, if, if uh, the guy to their right or the left gets shifted out of it. Um, and so there's a lot of un stated communication that has to it's it's a it's a choreography type thing with special team and uh when you've got guys out there that haven't necessarily done it together and by the way 
they're all trying to go balls to the wall to make a name for themselves and make yeah. that big impact play. Sometimes it doesn't always work uh, to say, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And these guys are human too. It happens. Mm-hmm. Like it, you, you'd like to sit here and say, just do your job. And that's always going to be what pops on tape. But at the same time, these guys are like, they're week to week. If they can get out there and make a huge impact tackle on special teams, back of their mind, they're thinking that's an opportunity to stick or make another NFL paycheck. And so I think we sometimes lose out on the human element of things. Uh, So it's easy to sit here and say, just do your job. And that is what the coaches are going to be looking for on tape. But sometimes these guys, they've got these short-term things that they're thinking of and they're seeing dollar signs and success. uh, And uh, they're seeing an opportunity to go out down there and make a play. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. I really don't. Uh, But it's just going to be, you know, incumbent on uh, whoever we have out there on the coverage unit to uh, work together. And uh, that's going to be what uh, hopefully our special team coaches emphasize is you don't need to be the one making the tackle. If you do your responsibility, we're going to notice that too. Yep. Yep. That's right. And I thought, you know who I thought played well last week, we mentioned Henry Black. I thought Ennis Gaines played really well too. He got in there. He could mix it up a little bit. Our safety. It was kind of fun to watch him get out there for his first, uh, first snaps in the NFL, but just a guy to highlight because he was down there a ton on coverage units was around the ball talking about a guy who was doing his job coming off the practice squad, definitely in his games last week. For sure. So Dane, do you have any other thoughts on special teams? I mean, uh, gonna there's punt. not a whole lot else. The only other question wags, who's going to punt? Is Boho going to be out there? <laughs> That's... We, don't, we don't have a punter right now. JJ Molson kicks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if JJ's ever punted before. I mean, but as of right now, I'm assuming we're going with Boho and he's the Packers are confident he's going to be able to go because right now we do not have another punter on the roster. Uh, I say, you know, really embrace all gas, no breaks. We're not punting at all this week. Dane. That <laughs> Who's resolves holding? the problem. Who's Just go for it every time. <laughs> Who's holding for Boho then? <laughs> Kirk Banker. Uh, yeah, you know, Dane, it's it's interesting. A holder, a punter. We've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of potential holes to cover up. I I apologize because I was had that written in my special teams notes and I almost completely forgot about it. Not exactly as we've seen uh, all season with the operation. A small thing to consider. Um, punting, I guess. I'm guessing it's Mason Crosby. He punted once in the preseason, and it was kind of more of a you know, hardy har, but uh, recognizing the COVID situation too. I think yeah. there was intention behind that. Uh, and uh, so, gosh, I would have to hope that either Mason Crosby or JJ Molson, if they can kick, they could at least get off a 35 or 40 yard punt in an NFL game. But I, I don't know. Sometimes crazy things can happen. Do they, you know, with that long of a snap, are they used to catching the ball? Uh, so there's a lot of things going on there. So you don't want to get the punt blocked either. So it, it's, it's one of those things where we're holding our breath and the fact that they didn't bring in a punter, I don't know if they just know something and they think Corey Borges is going to be able to play, but I don't know how they would know that. Um, so clearly they must think they've got something covered there if he's unable to get activated because uh, otherwise there's plenty of guys on the street that they could have signed that have NFL punting experience that may not be great, but it can at least get you through the week. Yeah, we'll find out. Maybe we see the uh, first appearance of J.J. Molson this week. We'll find out shortly, won't we? We'll see. Yeah, um, I'd be happy for him. Hopefully everything goes well, uh, considering that would be an extremely difficult circumstance for him mm-hmm. to make his NFL debut um, playing a position that a position. he's not even normal for him. So right. um, anyway, uh, Dane, any other thoughts then on special? No, games? let's just throw it against the wall and win a football game somehow. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I, I'm serious. I'm hoping they just don't have to punt. Or if they do, it's like one time in a low leverage situation. Uh, where it would be really concerning is if we're deep in our own territory. That's a concern anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, under normal conditions but in the cold at Lambeau depending on the what the wind is if you're punting out of your own end zone um, if Borges is back there that's a concern I I certainly don't need someone that's never punted before to be put into that situation Um, so Dane I think let's 
we're getting up in an hour and you have a vehicle to go purchase. So <laughs> let's uh, wrap them things up here. We've got X factors and score predictions. Um, so let's just get right into it. Yeah. Offensive side of the ball. Who, who you have circled as your X factor for this week? Josiah DeGuara is my guy. We talked all about the Packers spreading it out. I think DeGuara just gets mixed in quite a bit. Uh, this week, Wags. So, um, you know, he might be in there in in kind of a spread out scenario. When they do go in line, I think he's going to be a guy that's out there, might be helping with some blocking, might be in the backfield as kind of a de facto fullback. Um, he's been moving the chains uh, uh, every week, it seems like. He's at least moving the chains once with a third down conversion. I think he gets in the end zone this week. I think he's got to play special teams this week. I think there's a lot of stuff they're going to be asking of Josiah. So he's going to be my X factor on offense and special teams. Why not? <laughs> I really like that pick. I'm going to go with Alan Lazard for similar reasons. I think he's going to have to play, um, you know, a, a lot of snaps as he normally does offensively. Um, he's been getting more involved in the past game over the second half of this season. Uh, so, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think this is a week Alan Lazard gets into the end zone again and scores a touchdown. Um, he's been a chain mover uh, and he might be, uh, as he always is, even more involved in special teams this week. So we'll see how that works out. But um, I've got Allen as uh, my offensive X factor this week. Um, so then, Dane, on the defensive side of the ball, um, for me, it's it's all about the defensive line. And this is, again, cheating a little bit. But I'm going to go with Kenny Clark. I think while we talk about those other guys stepping up, um, Kenny sets the tone and, and he didn't have a bad game last week, particularly in the pass rush. But um, if he continues to just dominate this individual matchup, uh, I think this is one of those weeks where Kenny Clark could just help everyone raise their level of play. Um, hopefully uh, after last week's film session, uh, the Packers were able to crack some things uh, as far as the run defense and that. I'm sure left a little bit of a bad taste in their mouths. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kenny Clark um, is not someone that normally qualifies as an X factor, but I'm thinking he, this is a week he can make even more of an impact than he normally does. So that's kind of how I'm qualifying that. And that can help raise the play of everyone around him. Uh, and uh, I think our rush defense, uh, while it's not going to shut out, um, you know, Dalvin Cook, I, I do think that we can play much, much better, much, much better than we did last week. Uh, we can, and as Packer fans, we'll be able to collectively exhale and say, okay, it's not perfect, but if they can give us that moving forward in terms of the run defense, we'll be all right. So um, Kenny Clark uh, is going to be my uh, X factor. He's going to get in there for a sack. He's going to make some impact plays on a run game. And I think just um, by his play, elevate, what everyone else around him is able to to accomplish. I love it. Of course, love it. Um, Darnell Savage Jr. is my X factor. Uh, I think this defense and this team goes as far as Savage is going to take them, and not just this week, but for the rest of the season. Um, If he's playing at an elevated level, he's playing at a high level, we can do it all. I really mean that. Um, if, if he has a down week, we might be in trouble. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, against Cook, if Cook and he will get to the second level at times and the third level, Savage has got to wrap up. He's got to at least get him down or help with the gang tackles. Uh, he's got Jefferson coming over the top, be in the right position at the right time, make the play, make the interception, fly around, have fun, quit thinking, and just play good football. We know what Savage can do. We know what he's capable of. Big week for him. Uh, they're going to ask him, I think, to, to make some stops in the run. They're going to ask him to, to help over the top on, on Jefferson. Um, if he's in the right position, he makes the plays that we know he can make. Packers are winning this football game, so Savage is my X factor. Yeah, he was going to be the other guy I was going to mm-hmm. pick. So I, I like that pick. And we talk about uh, defensive line and outside guys staying in their lanes, just making the play, being your responsibilities. For Savage, that might mean don't try to get the interception every time that you're in the vicinity. If you can get it, great. But I'll be just as happy if you just make a pass breakup, make a clean play, um, and let's go uh, You know, line up again for the next play. Yeah. I think there's uh, times where – you know, don't gamble quite as much. I, I do like his ball hawking nature and his playmaking um, nature, but um, there are times where it's an unnecessary risk. Just play the ball first. And if you've got an opportunity to make an interception, great. But otherwise, um, let's uh, let's just 
and avoid um, giving up the big play uh, and uh, just really make the fundamentally sound play first. And I think that's the key for Darnell Savage and how he roams and how he uh, plays that position on the back end as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dane, um, score predictions then. Uh, it's time. Uh, I'm going to let you lead things off again and the scores this week as well. I'm kind of curious what you came up with. Last week, we both predicted kind of a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not correct, unfortunately. It was all set up for us. In, in the third quarter, I was thinking you had 31 31- 14, I believe, Something and like I had that, yeah. 31 13, and we're sitting there 24 to 12, and I'm like, hmm. And then 20, 24 15, I'm like, oh, 31 15, <laughs> I'll take that. That's a pretty good prediction. Didn't come to fruition. Um, I, I'm going to say it's not our fault. It was all right there. Um, so this week, I'm wondering how you see this game going and, and what you got for a score. Yeah, I like John in the comments, 45-31 Packers. I love that prediction. Um, it's going to be tough, though. I, I think it's going to be a, a lower-scoring game because Packers are running the ball. Uh, Vikings are running the ball. Cold-weather game. Uh, I've got Packers at 24. i got the Minnesota Vikings at 20. Packers win. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a cold one. There's going to be a ground attack on both both sides of it. Mason Crosby is going to hit a field goal at some point in this game. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers and this offense does enough uh, really with uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones leading the way, but when needed, Aaron Rodgers strikes through the air. Packers again, win 24, 20 Vikings just don't have enough. I also think it's going to be a fast game because that clock just keeps running. Yeah. I, for some reason, Dane, I think the Packers defense is going to be what sets the tone by getting an interception, uh, forcing a turnover early, and the Packers jump on Vikings this week early and um, run away with it. Uh, actually, there's no reason coming off of last week. I was pretty. I'm pretty nervous about this game too. I'll be honest. Even though I'm predicting the score, um, if they if the Packers allow the Vikings to stay in this game or they're leading uh, into the second half and it's kind of going back and forth. That's going to be, you know, a recipe that's pretty tough because the Vikings can score like that. uh, And especially, and they're comfortable coming from behind, even if they're down 10 points in the fourth quarter, they'll score and they're just going to ramp up the pressure on you. So um, that being said, I I just feel like this defense is going to have a bounce back game. I, I don't think there's any way, that uh, the Packers offense is going to slow down. It's not going to be a ton of possessions, but I've got the Packers rolling 34-21. Vikings wow. score late, some garbage point time points, and I don't even think it's as close as a score. Um, Packers take care of business, and uh, potentially if – uh, the Cardinals can reverse ship. I can't believe we're cheering for the Cardinals now, but we're going to cheer for the Cardinals to knock off the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. If they do that, the Packers uh, know that they could be locking up the number one seed with a win against the Vikings. I think if the Packers are able to take the air out of the Vikings early, um, they're not going to roll over per se, but their season for all intents and purposes is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're able to jump on them early, it's really over. So let's, uh, deliver that knockout blow uh take care of the vikings take care of business 34 21 that's what i got love it i love it wags i love it how about it let's uh let's do this thing sunday night happy new year to everybody have a safe and and uh wonderful new year i hope wags's prediction is more closely aligned than mine this week and the packers take care of business i hope so too so dane uh, thanks so much for everyone for joining us. Appreciate you listening along. We're just going to sign off. As always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads, go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.